Skin, 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 my Lord. 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 Skin, my Lord. Gloves, mask, jet black coat Man do dirt and head back home Eye in the sky like check that drone If I'm on a glide, let that go I could be the bigger man But them way they won't respect man's growth Wing man, lift that flow Weak man, head that blow Sick man, get some coal Dick man, send man home Twist and bend that bro I, I, I was 19 with a gun twice my age I put man in the boot that was twice my weight Scared Skin, 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 my Lord. Skin, 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 my Lord. Skin, 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 my Lord. Skin, 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 my Lord. I was standing in the middle of the field and scared man's crow. You birds and shit got birds out of you when you niggas involved. If, if snitches, then man's cold, then man start hitting that skin, man, mold, man, blasting, don't care where man goes, come on, come on. Even in the plenty, I'm flexing. Pat a nigga down and find every pocket, I'll get him. Drag him out the car, and eject him. Could have been year eight, how swept him. New school niggas ain't nowhere testing. Could you niggas do online wrestling? I'm the murky, co-founder. Got the gift of the gap, hear me louder. I could talk about the kettles on the counter. You know about the kettles on the counter Look, I love a real life encounter It's funny on the phone, you're a shouter They couldn't figure how I pattern my flow I stay cool when my catalogue's cold and too nice with it Too clear, blue stare with it Used to have a hootie and do crown in it It's a big movie when I'm in it Old school like blues and banners And I work hard like two Christianers You're truly true stangers It's the skin man mold endeavours Skin Skin man Skin Skin man mold Skin, skin man, skin, skin man more. Skin, skin man, skin, skin man more. Skin, skin man, skin, skin man more. Celebrity deathmatch, one shot lick at your head back. Man try and follow me, I make legs snap. Wheelchair for the next lap, everything jet black. Dollar man's guards can't get that event back. Fuck you, mum, which one of you said that? 48 laws of paradise got man gas, which one of you read that? Before I ever knew about Robert Green, I knew about Robin Scheme. I knew about eyes of skin fade, Bob and Weave. I put mixtape coming through. Why stop this one? Obviously, I put saying it onto me. What the fuck did you want from me? Man, when I draw, get away constantly. Skin. Skin, man. Skin. Skin my Lord. Skin. Skin my 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 Skin. Skin my Lord. Skin, 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 my 
Black woman driving the mother shit. 
on the company with your name incorporate. She told me I'm a handsome. I knew I looked funny with big lips. But that's the love she had for us under nine clips. Forever you exist in my circumference. Left my brain numbless. And like sometimes I cry. Wipe the sorry tears from my eyes and the lies. Life's no job. You caught up in the beehive. But mom, ever since you've been gone, and nothing changed. Looks like I got a new range. I can't complain. The fake cats stay in their lane. It's been going in helicopter. It's getting bigger. More figures of dollars spin on princess. Shampoo, shampoo, press. 
team pretty round there, you get killed by niggas Touchdown for not mining your business Out here, you're clowning doors, you beat up your gap Silly little boy Be through live where, silly little boy How many idiot boys get touched Cause they talk me for silly little boy I come here, silly little boy I tell me about you what? Show me the right shoes, start from the track, little boy Well, you know about what's little boy Believe in more, follow no code, my code You know I drive for my bro, still Bad man don't talk, move low, low Bad man don't talk, don't talk Man, Samusha, with the hammer Give a fuck about him, you don't want to mercy that came into Africa. When Norma, that we dealt with earlier, we talked about Norma, where he reunited Upper and Lower Egypt, first defeating Scorpion, bringing together the first world government. But it spoke of the Asiatic invasions, even back during his time, Egypt faced many invasions that came in by way of the Delta. These were the Asiatics that you see right here. Now, as I mentioned before, the Asiatics who came across the Sinai, so here we see the earliest recording of these people who came in and settled with us for a while to they built in numbers and then eventually attacking Egypt. This is again from Kanunhotep's tomb from the 12th dynastic period right uh, during the time of Amenhotep III. Here again, Menethos talks about now you can see the Hyksoks who came into Egypt and Menethos said unexpectedly from the region of the east came men of unknown race confident of the victory they marched against our land by force they took it easy without a single battle having overpowered our rulers they burned our cities without compassion and destroyed the temples all the people were treated with great cruelty for they slew some and carried off the wives and children of others into slavery doesn't that sound like a familiar account this period is documented around uh, 1650 or 1750 right around the same time of Abraham now take a good look of the pictures that I showed earlier too these were the hike soaks that you see right here these were the invaders, just as you see them carved in stone right here. These are the people who came out of the Sinai. Some say from Mitanni, uh, some say they were Horians. These are the Tamarians who were indigenous to the Nile Valley, as well as the Tanihisian brothers who were further up in the southern part of uh, Egypt, or Kemet, ancient Ethiopia as some would call it. These were the Tamahu people who invaded from Libya from the west. They attacked Egypt after the sixth dynastic period. Now. 
it was, it was this brother that we showed again, Utmost the first, who finally expelled them out of our land. Now I'm showing this in reference with the temple, how our ancestors, you're witnessing, recording these people who came into our land, who invaded until Utmost the first finally expelled them. We want to give you documented evidence to show you that we were at war with these people who invaded our land. We did not have anyone enslaved, but in fact, the High Soaks enslaved us for 200 years. If we deal with the 21st Dynasty, 22nd Dynasty, 23rd Dynasty, these were all Asiatic. Shishak, the Badawi will show us in a little while, he was also of Asiatic origin. So again, indigenous African Kemetic people were not even on the throne then. This is why this is so important to understand this in the Bible because by looking at the Bible in America and the Western world, they look at this as all being part of Egypt, not saying that we were enslaved ourselves by these Asiatic people. And the same people who are ruling us today, who are exploiting us out of our minds, are the same people who invaded our land long ago, who came in even during the time of the 12th dynastic period, right after Amenahed. And we called them the troglodytes who came out of the desert. How can we dispute this documented evidence, documented information? But the only way we're going to get this story right, we're going to have to start writing our own holy text because if everybody else have had their story and revised the Bible, then why can't we, the original writers of the book, bring it back to its African origin? Now right here on these temples here, now you can see documented where we tied them up, roped them, and forced them out of our land. These are the people that we've always had problems with. The problem is we don't understand a historical war. It's a historical war with these people. And European Ashkenazi, European Jews know this. We're the people who don't know it. It's an ancient historical war from the time we've had contact with them. So we're coming back here and hearing the words of our ancestors and those who knew what happened in that day, and that's why they had to turn the story against African people. So you're coming back for an eyewitness account, not for spiritual enslavement, but for spiritual freedom, for the emancipation of our souls, for the resurrection of African people. Yes, sir. For many years, Hotep, Namastu, Rahubat, Shemhotep, Shalom Aleikah, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Yo, people, what's good? Yo, what's good, man? Hopefully, hopefully, all of this lockdown stuff will soon be over because the people are fed up. But anyway, we're here to talk about the real exodus today. So I hope y'all are good. I hope y'all have got a a drink, you know what I'm saying, a little smoke or whatever you need to get comfortable, you know what I mean, you've created the space, because yo, I'm going to go in for about an hour and a half for this one, I want to make sure that the message is, is, is put across correctly for this, yeah, because this is talking about the exodus, yeah, that same old lying story that they gave us in the Abrahamic scriptures, and that people are still trying to hold on to this myth of Moses, we're going to get into the facts of this right now, yeah. So let's go. I hope y'all can hear me. You understand what I'm saying? Let's jump into it. So guys, I'm sure in the last episode we were speaking about the Middle Kingdom and the significance of it and the importance of it. Um, we were talking about the organic Hyksos, the real Hekakasut, the real Shepherd Kings, which was the 11th and 12th dynasties of Kemet, the Sutens. We're talking about the Amonemhets. 
and the Senru sets, yeah? You remember? Uh, Amunemhet first, second, third, and Sesostris first, second, third, and Mentuhotep and all of them, you understand? They were the shepherd kings that set down the middle kingdom, which was greater than the new kingdom, even though it wasn't as good as the old kingdom. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, and that ended with a queen, the first queen, yeah? I'm sure there's nobody, no one else can say they've got a queen in 1786 BC. I'm sure you can't find a queen. Yo. Yes, yes, you alright? You back in the ends, my brother? Yeah, I'm back in the ends, yeah. Yeah, alright, I'm going to in a bit. Are you hanging around or are you busy or anything? Nah, nah, come check me in about an hour. Yeah, all right, then, bro. Right, yeah, mum. Yes, bless, bless. Yeah, guys, sorry. Um, so we were saying Queen, uh, Queen Sobek Neferu, yeah? She was, um, she came to the throne of Kemet in 17, around the time of 1786 BC. There's no other woman in history, no other nation that can claim they have a, a queen nearly 3,000 years ago or nearly 4,000 years ago. Do you understand? Nowhere even close. You understand? And so that ended with Queen Sobek Neferu. And then uh, we was getting into at the end how this is when them same Asiatic people came back that you had the, the, the master teacher Ashwakwezi speaking about. Them same Hyksos or what we call Ashke Nazis. They're Nazis, yeah? Ashkenazim. And he was saying that it's a historical war. Well, I was saying it's a race war. His word's even better. It's a historical war that our people don't even understand they still don't get it do you understand what i'm saying so they were first called habiru and then they hijacked our name and started calling themselves hebrew you okay so even they're mentioned in the uh, uh amana letters uh, uh the city of aket atin which is pharaoh akhenaten's city yeah the horizon of the atin he had a there's a, a series of tablet they found a series of tablets that was like uh political correspondence uh, from Akhenaten to certain different other nations like the Hittites and the Babylonians and the Mitanni Empire. So they, was, they found the notes, you understand? And so these Habaru people were spoken about in the Amarna letters as some, not as no nation, but as some like, you know, they're the man them that came out of the cave, the grafted people. So they was like a pest to all nations, all of the black nations or all of the menelated nations. These pests, they were like pests seen as pests. So if you study the Amarna letters and what was said about these Habiru, you understand? And you can see in the word itself, Habiru is the same word as Hebrew. Phonetically, it's the same word. And what it means is wanderer, plunderer, nomad, you understand? And it means uh, it's in the golden child for you. My brain's a bit strained right now. I haven't even had lunch. Yeah, but that's what it means. It, it, it implies a colonizer, somebody who comes into your land, steals all your shit. Do you understand? And, 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 and their main job is looking after livestock. Whether it's sheep or goats, they look after livestock. So they were shepherds of animals. They weren't shepherds of men, like the Bible's trying to tell you. Oh, Jesus said be a shepherd a shepherd of men or a fisher of men, whatever term they put it in. But they took that from us, as I was telling you earlier, uh, through earlier podcasts. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we're going to speak about the story of Jacob, yeah? Because when they tell you about Jacob and that they're the sons of Jacob, they're talking about a different Jacob. Because remember I mentioned... Uh, a few episodes ago that every time they, uh, the, the, the Anunnaki or Mother Nature puts forth a, um, what you want to call a prophet or a sage or a news bearer, do you understand? The, uh, the other side of the forces, because Mother Nature's got both sides of the force. You've got the forces of life and the forces of death. 
the death-dealing forces will put forward their own prophet. So when you're talking about Jacob as in the, the real black Israelite, they're not necessarily talking about him all the time when they're talking in the Bible. Sometimes they're talking about Jacob, the Dunakil, the mad scientist Jacob, who the nation of Islam and all them talk about, okay? If you story, uh, study the story of Jacob, it's on YouTube, you can watch it free, it's done as a cartoon, it's done brilliantly, and it's called The Big-Headed Scientist. Type that in and go and study the story of Jacob if you want to know the origin of these um, Hekakasut or Kushashu. That's the word I use for them, which is the same as the Habiru. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you want to know their true origin, like every white people like to try and hide their origin or they don't talk about it and stuff or have it like, oh, that's just some make-believe myth, some conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy reality right there. Do you understand? So you can go and study the story of Jacob and find out where they came from as the children of Cain and that. Okay, so the story of Jacob, when they say Jacob and Jacob wrestling with the angel and all that stuff, they're talking about Jacob, their father. And that's why these Habiru, Hyksos people, were calling themselves Jacob's son. Do you understand? When they came into Kemet and was had their little 200 year rule up in the north, yeah, they started naming themselves Pharaoh Jacobson the first and all of these kind of... Uh, proto-hebrew names you understand they shared certain names with hebrew names and that even sheshi one of them was called sheshi like he's supposed to be one of the authors of the torah and stuff when you go into the hebrew doctrine so these are one and the same people and when i say they're one and the same people i mean you have to understand they're grafted people so there's loads of different types tribes of them loads of different castes or whatever word you want to put but all together they're a unified group that we call the hekakasut or uh, the habiru or the kushashu do you understand what I'm saying? So they're the children of Jacob, not the Jacob of the Bible. They try and trick you to make you think that they're the, ch the children of Jacob in the Bible. So that's why they hide underneath uh, the religion of Judaism. Ten you are the Hebrews and they, and in terms of the religion and they're genetically the children of Israel, Israelites. No, they're not. Do you understand? They're, they're Edomite children. You read about the story of um, Jacob and Esau. Esau's brother, uh, Jacob's brother Esau went off and married Hittite women. He went and mixed with white women. And he bred a lot of them Zhu dynasty um, Chinese that you see today who had Dow syndrome, which gives them what you call um, the eyes with, with one eyelid shorter than the other eyelid. That's a form of Dow syndrome. And that's, also, that, that's because that Esau got the same curse because Canaan was cursed as, as in Genesis 9.25. So when Esau went and mixed with the children of Canaan, then his seed became cursed. And some of them are Orientals. Do you understand? And some of them are the Kushashu people and um, Ashkenazi people, yeah? And try and tell you that they're the, the children of the real Jacob. No, they're not, yeah? So they're Edomites, which is a tribe of Canaan, yeah? And they became like dominant, one of the dominant tribes, the Edomites, the Jebusites, the Girgashites, the Amalekites, the, um, what's the other one, Amorites. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Hittites. All of these are from the 11th son of Canaan. So these white people or caucasian people or semites they call themselves semite people yeah they have they do have mixes of like asiatic and black blood but they're white folk do you understand what i'm saying that's them and they came with this hebrewism judaism schism thing spun into the kabbalah and jewish mysticism and all of that crap that's them and they stole it from us even the kabbalistic tree of life is taken from the uh, kabbalistic tree of life from kemet that's not something that they made up do you understand what I'm saying? So we're going to go into the story of the real exodus. That means we're going to have to go back into treasures in the sand, go to the part where it speaks about 
I call them the Hotep family, yeah? Uh, the whole family, from second in Ray Tao, yeah? All the way down, we'll even mention King Tut and them because that's the same family, do you understand what? Which was running Kemet for like 200 years plus. So we're going to speak about that and unravel the lies, what they've spun into our story to turn the story against black people as the master teacher, Ashra Kwezi said. That was perfect how he said it. They had to weaponize the story and turn it against me and you because the story was always about me and you. We are God's children, all the different tribes of us. Yeah, as it tells you in Amos, what is it? Read from 6.8 to about 8.8 and you will see that God is comparing the Israelites to Cushites. Their whole Bible's built on Cush and the glory of the Meroitic Cush dynasty. Even going back past Meroe, back into Napata and that. They just, they're built on us, man. So it's about time we redefine our story. And that's what we're doing with Treasures in the Sun. That's what we're doing with the Black History UK platform. That's what we're doing with TZT. And we need your support. So, yo, here's a treat for you. Let's go. Class in session. <laughs> Wake up, 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 wake up
Treads in the Sun, revised edition, yeah? Because my friend Ahmed has borrowed my Dark Winter edition. So I'm in the revised edition right now, yeah? And I'm on page 299 in section 2. And I'm going to quote from the parts that speak about 
the great ancestors, the Hotep family, okay? So I quote, let me turn this down. Right. And I quote, Barcolum. The breakdown of the Pharaonic state snowballed into the 13th dynasty and persisted through to the 17th dynasty in the 1500s BC. So keeping to the topic, we will pick up the theme of the great Sutenat rulers with Suten Sekenenre Tau and the formidable Kendake Ahotep. After the rise of the Hyksos northern threat in the delta centred on Avaris after the 12th dynasty, the Kemetian capital was once again relocated. Okay, so after all the invasions, we relocated the capital again. It was eventually moved to Thebes, where the, Wasset where the Wasetians once again waxed strong enough to initiate a great war of attrition with these serpents of, uh, servants of the serpent called Hekakasut, or shepherd kings, Hyksos in brackets. These Neanderthals had shed enough blood, disrespected the Kushite culture and desecrated the land and our ancestors decided to take a stand to bring liberation to the land and its people once again. Okay. So, Pharaoh Sekenenre, Kamos, Amos and Queen Achotep, the Unbreakables. The delta city of Hutwaret, Avaris, was founded on the eastern branch of the Nile by the Shechem Er Shechem, or the great power of power, or Pharaoh, Amenemhet Amen, I. It was located inland, but near enough to the sea to act as a harbour. Remember we spoke about this in the last episode. And had overland routes into the Sinai. When the Asiatics infiltrated the area and the 13th dynasty moved south back to Thebes, the Indo-Aryan Asiatics took over the city and developed it into a fortress or a citadel of, of massive proportions, 50,000 square metres large on 12.35 acres of land. The pretender king, Nahisi, of the 14th dynasty, used it as his capital in the north before the Hyksos serpents set up house there too. So this Nahisi was one of them um, Tamahu, uh, Libyan Tamahus, yeah? And, and they made up the 14th dynasty. So we moved back south, okay? Before the Hyksos serpents, they set up their house in the north where the pretender Libyans were, yeah? Aviris and the northern kingdom of the Hyksos stretched to Memphis and Middle, and Middle Egypt at its zenith and traded with the rest of Egypt, the eastern Mediterranean and Kerma, the Kerma kingdom in Nubia. Aviris was impressively wealthy as can be witnessed from Suten Kamos's accounts of when he raided the city and looted many riches and booty. It was a formidable stronghold which gave the Kushites from Thebes many problems to overcome. It was a constant headache and a thorn in the side of the 17th dynasty especially. The city, the city had thick brick walls built up around it and bastions and it, was, and, and it was constructed in the most strategic of positions to defend against attacks from the south. For a time it was almost tolerable until Avarice started to compete and threatened to invade Thebes. These colonisers developed a hybrid culture merging Asiatic and Kemetian elements and traditions which appalled and insulted the native Kemetian Kushites. They used hieroglyphs and mocked the, the very tradition of the house of Pharaoh, even taking on Kemetian Egyptian names and claiming themselves pharaohs. Suten, Sekenenre Tau, the martyr, and those that died so that we could live. You must quote, you must, remember, you must embrace yourself, only then can you unlock can you unlock the doors to your full potential when you embrace who you are, as did the great rulers? Jedefrey Memnon, KKR 360. 4. Courage. 
One person with courage is a majority. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Quote, courage is fear that has said its prayers. Karl Barth, a Swiss, Karl Barth, he's a Swiss theologian, end of quote. Quote, courage is doing what you are afraid to do. There can be no courage unless you are scared. Eddie Rickenbacker, end of quote. Let us speak about Pharaoh's second Enrei Tao, the brave. He who died a violent and honourable death at the hands of the Hyksos hordes aged between 30 to 40 years young. He died from fatal blows received to the head from several axes and his face and skull was smashed in beyond recognition. He was honoured as one of the most courageous of men who put his life on the line and was martyred for his beloved country and people. The inscriptions on his sarcophagus call him the brave. I myself want you to take a minute to honour the brave. Suten Second Enrei Tao, Suten Kamos, and those that died before the liberation was fully realised. May their names be remembered and endure forever. Ashe. Let's have one minute silence. Ashe, Yao Atum, Ya Atum, Ya Amun. Yeah, guys, so let's continue, man. Praise to the ancestors, justified and true of voice. May they rise in power. May we be, remember them forever and ever and ever in our hearts. May their names never die in our mind's eye. Okay. The struggle between Thebes and Avarice was seen as a struggle for liberation and it was a long, drawn-out conflict initiated by the great Shechem Er Shechem, Second Enrei Tao, justified and true of voice. The diplomatic insults of the Hekakasut, Hyksos in brackets, and the atrocities and threat to Theban supremacy had gone too far. The antagonism of the pretender king Apophis, Epephi, Epepi, this is the Hyksos king now, had to be met with force. Although Pharaoh Second Enrei Tao knew that it was always going to be an uphill struggle with all the odds stacked against the courageous Thebans. When the great pretender Apepi insulted the traditions and culture of Kemet Egypt by sending the message blaming the bellowing of hippos for his sleepless nights, the people interpreted the message as a challenge to Suten Second Enrei Tao. The great house of Pharaoh then prepared for war by setting up a front line at a location called Deir el Balas today. During this tense time, our ancestors were forced to apply a centralised system of rations with supplies coming from Thebes. Thebes had to be protected at all costs. What is more, Thebes was also under threat from the Kingdom of Kerma in the south, 
which had gained supremacy over the tribes of the Sudan. The C-group Nubians saw the advantage to invade and again an, an upper hand and gain an upper hand in Lower Nubia, Northern Sudan and Upper Kemet, uh, Southern Egypt. And they were in contact and coalition with the Hyksos North. Thebes was in a dangerous position being wedged in between Avaris in the north and Kermir in the south. For the survival of Kemet, these were indeed the most dangerous of times. We honour Suten second Enrei Tau and his brave soldiers because he, initiate, he initiated a battle with the Hyksos that he knew full well he could not possibly win, but he had to begin. He may have lost the battle, but he never lost the war because it was his spirit and determination that transferred into his son and successor, Suten Kamos, the last pharaoh of the 17th dynasty and the one who, stepped, who stopped the Hyksos advance. Arshe to Suten Seken and Reitao. Arshe to the ancestors. It's like I can't read today because I ain't ate properly. Jeez. Quote. You gain strength, courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I live through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you cannot do. End of quote. Eleanor, Ro Eleanor Roosevelt. In this way, Pharaoh Seken and Reitao did not fail. His intention and deeds of bravery inspired a downtrodden nation to stand up against oppression at all costs. He made them realise oppression is worse than slaughter. He raised, it's not about turning no other cheek. He raised the self-worth and esteem of all the people to live and die for Kemet, Egypt. To improve your commitment, this is a quote, yeah, another leadership tip. To improve your commitment, look at how you spend your time. Are you really committed or do you just say you are? Know what, is your know what is worth living for and who is worth dying for. Practice the Edison method. Make your plans public then. And then you might be more committed to follow through. Arshay to Pharaoh second Enrei Tao. Now we're going to speak about his son, his older son, Suten Kamos or Kamosis, yeah? I am my father's son, the Avenger, page 303, Treasures in the Sun, revised edition. The Shechem Er Shechem, great power of powers, Suten Kamos, picked up where his father, Suten Seken Enrei Tao, left off. He was determined to avenge the death of his father at the hands of the Hyksos. When Suten Seken Enrei Tao passed on, the teenage Suten Kamos was forced to become the man, the father of the nation, the legend, the heart of the struggle overnight, being still adolescent himself. Contemporary evidence for the struggle for liberation dates to the equally courageous reign of Suten Kamosis, for he reported on his actions in vivid accounts. He definitely inherited his father's courage, for the account begins with Suten Kamos sitting in his council as earlier reported on page 45, chapter 1. After listening to the elders in the council, Suten Kamos decided against them and chose to sail north on the Nile with his navy. While his army travelled on land and soon he reached Aviris, Suten Kamos somehow manages to plunder the city whose inhabitants were paralysed with fear. He also intercepted and caught a messenger from Aviris on the way to the ruler of Kerma. The pretender king of Aviris, Apophis, wanted the king of Kerma to engage Thebes from the south and join forces with him to crush Suten Kamos's campaign. This is the letter intercepted by Suten Kamos in full. I'm going to put it in a Hyksos voice. Asura, son of Ra, Apepi greets my son, the ruler of Kerma. 
Why have you arisen as ruler without letting me know? Do you see what Egypt has done to me? The ruler which is in her midst, Kamos, the mighty given life, is pushing me off my own land. I have not attacked him in any way like all that he has done to you. He has chopped up the two lands to their grief, my land and yours, and he has hacked them up. Come north, do not hold back. See, he is here with me. There is none who is expecting you here in Egypt. See, I will not set him free until you are arrived. Then we shall divide the towns of Egypt and Kenthen, Nubia, south of the second cataract, shall be enjoyed. End of quote. That was a good Hyksos voice, yeah? I wanted to mess them up. <laughs> so after Pharaoh Camus had attacked the rebellious kingdom of Kerma in the south in his third year, the pretender Apepi tried to appeal to Kerma to join forces with him and launch a surprise attack from the south. So Camus went down there and put a rebellion down in his third year. So that's when the Hyksos, you know, your enemy is my enemy, reached out to the Kerma kingdom to try and get them to join forces. But the, in the messenger was intercepted. Yeah, and the plan was thwarted. A substantial garrison was left in Thebes in any event of this happening. Sutenkamos orchestrated a serious blow to Apophis and Aviris, before which the Thebans were seen as a puppet ragtag army by the Hyksos forces. They used to take the piss out of man. His account ended with a description of the widespread joy and euphoria of Kemet's population and the royal instruction to commemorate all of these great events in stone. Carrying on in the spirit of his father, the heroic Suten Sekenenre Tao, Suten Kamos. Sorry, carrying on in carrying on in the spirit of his father, his father's Suten Sekenenre, Suten Kamos laid the foundation for the eventual expulsion of the Hekakasut, Hyksos in brackets, from out of Kemet, Egypt in brackets. With Pharaoh Kamos's defeat of these barbarian Indo-Aryans, began the reunification period of the defeat of foreigners. The beginning of the imperial age of the new kingdom, yeah, when Kemet's international prestige was taken to its zenith. Suten Kamos, unfortunately, did not live to see the expulsion of the Hyksos for whatever reason that is not clear, but he achieved the impossible and he remains legendary along with, the, with his brother and successor, Suten Amos. Yeah, so after his plundering of the city, I think something happened either he had some kind of. Um, poison or some kind of wound that he ended up dying from or he just one of them people who died young because that was it happens in the in the ancient world more more times than often that you can disappear like you're gonna go to old age and people just pack it in so in a mysterious way Suten Kamos didn't make it to the end of his life his tomb was unfinished you understand uh, so he didn't get to see the like fruits of his labor he didn't get to see the Hyksos driven out of the country that privilege uh, went down to his uh, younger brother, who we're going to talk about next. But I just wanted to mention, yeah, that for the real identity of the Hebrew Israel, uh, the, the the real Israelites in the Bible, you only have to look at Genesis twenty-eight one. When um, I think it's I, it, it's to do with Abraham, Isaac, yeah, and Jacob, how they can only marry their own genealogy so god is about genealogies and it's not talking about no white people it's talking about the original seeds in certain lands like in the land of uh, mesopotamia ur of chaldea where abraham kept sending his seed to get wives from his own tribe and shit and the same in kemet you understand with hajar giving ishmael 
uh, a wife to marry from her same tribe. That's Imhotep's daughter, Hajar Heketre or Hetaru, if you want to use the real name. Do you understand? So they stole all of this uh, stuff and, and confused it. Okay? They confused the shit. And then the Pharaoh, second Enretau, Pharaoh Amosis, Pharaoh Kamosis, and the three took Moses. They took off the prefixes and, met and brought up this character called Moses. And also they threw in that story of Akhenaten. You get a lot of people talking about the real Moses is Akhenaten. There ain't no uh, no real proof for that. That's just people that want to believe that, yeah, because it does make sense. It sounds really good. It does make sense. But there's no evidence to suggest that that's the case, that Akhenaten and Moses is the same figure. Do you understand? That's just weak, circumstantial evidence, all right? So Kamos, he was the one who initiated, well, Second Enretau, his father, initiated the war, okay? Kamos, he showed the... Uh, the bravery to continue with the war after he seen what happened to his father. His father's head was bashed in on the battlefield after he was dead. They stood there and bashed his father's head in. So after knowing all that, he still chose to be a brave pharaoh as a young man just come on the throne and took his army north against the advice of the elders in the council. So this is a great person, a great man, a great youth. This is a great bloodline. This is also a great ruler, very brave ruler, okay? Um... So yeah, that's where they basically get the the impetus to now push these these colonizers out of the country because they underestimated Camus Camus so much that when he when Camus did catch him, it, it 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 took the wind out of them, like they couldn't recover. So it was in our interest to use the opportunity to now drive them out, like Ashra Krezi said, tie them all up and drive them out of our land. That's your Exodus. That Exodus story that they're giving you. In the Bible, that's some twisted around bullshit. That that there's no evidence for that outside the Bible. All the evidence is what we're speaking about now, and it points to some a different story. It don't support the story that the Bible and the Quran. I'll stress again, and the Quran, because the Quran is using these used up stories and trying to go on like it's something exclusive. You're using the same stories that are proven. They've now been proved that we used to say unconfirmed beliefs for this Exodus. That's not unconfirmed belief. That shit there's a misbelief, yeah? That never happened the way that they said it happened. Whether it's Arabs who wrote it in their Quran, whether it's uh, Kushashu, kind of uh, Israeli people who wrote it in their Bibles and Torahs, that then never happened outside of them books. But this is what we're talking about here. You can go into Turkey and they got records about this. Or you can go into other kingdoms outside of Egypt and they've recorded this story. It's a historical fact. It's not pseudo-history from some book that some male chauvinist, misogynist wrote and told you God wrote it. You understand? So yeah, amen, ashe, to the soul of second Enretau and Kamosis. Now let's go on to Amosis. So yeah, we're going to speak about Kendake Ahotep and Suten Kamos, yeah, in one breath, yeah, we're going to do it like this. So, page 305, and I quote, Five, this is a bullet point for your leadership. Five, competence. If you build it, they will come. Competence goes beyond words. It's the leader's ability to say it, plan it, and do it in such a way that others know that you know how and know that they want to follow you. End of quote. John C. Maxwell. Keys to cultivate high competence. One, show up every day and come ready to work. Two, keep learning, growing, and improving. Three, follow through with excellence. Four, accomplish more than expected. Five, inspire and motivate others. Right. 
Now, as the late great El Haj Malik, El Haji Malik Shabazz, better known as Malcolm X, said, "The black woman is the most disrespected, neglected, and overlooked being on the on our planet." End of quote. And I'll continue and say, as the mother of humanity, she is seldom given the reverence and acknowledgement that is due to her. Our strong and beautiful black women have made the greatest contributions to civilization with spirituality, wisdom and the love and nurturing that they have given to the first great rulers and leaders. They were and are the light shining in the shadow, giving so much of themselves and receiving little or nothing in return. Sometimes, more times than often, they have not even received any acknowledgement. There is no better example to illustrate this than the enduring Kendake, Ahotep, wife of Suten Sekhenenre Tao, a mother of the Suten's camels and Amos. End of quote. After the loss of her husband, Suten Sekhenenre Tao, to the barbarian brutes, the Kendake, queen mother Ahotep, did not lose hope or spirit. She communicated a message of liberation and redemption to herself more importantly to her two young sons and her people. She guided and inspired the struggle to continue in the spirit of the martyr Second Enre Tao, nurtured and motivated all levels of the movement. The resistance could never have realised its full potential and achieved its goals without her commitment and dedication, without her farsighted and farsighted vision. She was a wife, a mother, a queen, a leader, a people manager. She was the heart of Kemet, Egypt and the voice and resolve of the people. The Kendake prepared the young Kamos to assume the role of Suten, Aferti, premature for the role as he was. When Suten Kamosis died unexpectedly, she also had the young nine-year-old Amos in a good position to overstand what would be expected of him in the shadow of his legendary father and brother. During these transitions of power, she would have had to act as co-regent and assist these two young rulers with sound advice trust to make the right decisions, constructive criticisms and encouragement, constantly. They and the kingdom could not have had a better role model and guide than Mother Ahotep, for she was bred from the noblest of Kushite lineage and assumed her, assumed her responsibility in the most impeccable and admirable way, manner. I cannot find the words to praise her enough. There are not enough words in the vocabulary of the English language to do this, or any other language for that matter, or maybe even the most eloquent of languages. It is goddesses, yes, goddesses in brackets, like her and Queen Sobek Neferu, Queen Ames Nefertari, Queen Tiyi, Queen Nazinga, Queen Ashiba Makeda, and others such as Ya Asantiwa and Amina, uh, the legendary Candice queens, Kendakes, Kentakes of Meroe, that are the foundation of the greatness of our people. This strength of character they have inherited from the mother goddesses themselves. Kendake Ahotep held on to the long-established traditions of the White Crown, the South of Egypt, and the Red Crown, the North of Egypt. She kept the rituals alive, the rites, the rule, ma'at, and made the ancestors smile proudly down on her. When the liberation lost hope, she restored it again and again. No mention of her is made by Egyptologists in their writings on the Hyksos period. Only of the men, Sekenenre, Kamos, Amos. One of all of, out of all of this potent family, it is she who is the true hero, an example for the black woman of today. And even all these words fall short and are inadequate of, our legend, of her legendary memory. The Kemetians of the New Kingdom honoured and venerated her and Queen Ames Nefertari, as do I. Ashe to this liberating family, Ashe to Queen Achotep.
Okay. Suten Amos took over where his elder brother Suten Kamos left off, having dealt the Hyksos scumbags a disastrous setback in their plans to crush Thebes and the resistance. Suten Amos took advantage of the situation. After he forced the Hyksos to retreat out of Kemet, Egypt, back into Canaan, the fortress of Sh Sharuhen, the Second Intermediate Period ended and the era of the New Kingdom began circa 1580, some say 1550 BC. As the first ruler of the 18th Dynasty, Pharaoh Amos set the standard that all New Kingdom rulers would follow. The relationship that Kemet had with its neighbours profoundly changed from here on. The stern attitude taken towards surrounding neighbours by the rulers of the Middle Kingdom, the 11th and 12th dynasty, was intensified and the decision to extend Egypt's borders by creating buffer zones began all around. Quote, the two dog palates and other similar palates of the early dynastic period found in Upper Egypt and Nubia certainly indicate, if not prove, that the pre-dynastic and early dynastic Egyptians are none other than the black-skinned people depicted on the rock art in the southwestern Egypt, and if so, could these ancestors have been the souls of Neken? Neken is also called Hierankopolis, Falcon City, where Imhotep came from. The elusive ancestors, also called the followers of Horus. Okay, okay. The Shechem er Shechem Amos did not allow the Hekakasut Hyksos to re to recuperate and regroup in Palestine. In as he conducted a long siege of the for fortress of Sharuhen and the surrounding areas which ended the Hyksos threat permanently and discouraged others from attempting to invade by demonstrating the strength of the reorganised Kamite forces. Yeah, we were back. Suten Amos also snuffed out the Nubian threat of Kerma in the south and strengthened Gebel Barkel, Napata and Meroe of Wawet, lower northern Nubia, between the first and second cataracts. The the political situation of the time, the 16th century BC, called for the strengthening of Kemet, Egypt, due to, due to the turmoil and chaos of the whole Mesopotamian and Middle Eastern region. The migration of the Indo-Aryan steeps people from the Caucasian mountains region, southern Turkestan, down into China, India and Iran, Mesopotamia, since 2000 BC, had drastically changed the political and cultural scenery. Word of these strange icemen usurping various Kushite kingdoms such as Sumer and Akkad, Babylonia in brackets, Colchis, the Indus Valley, China, Elam, Western Iran, Assyria, the Yucatan, etc., had long circulated amongst the Kushites. Therefore, the interactions that Egypt made with its surroundings were drastically tense, to say the least. The world had changed so profoundly across the borders at that time and the ideal of the best defence's offence, the idea of foreign conquest, became paramount. The new kingdom turned this cautious middle kingdom defence into aggressive imperialism, establishing buffer zones and tributaries with Kemetian outposts throughout Syria and Palestine and even into Nubia the south. Sutan Amos laid the groundwork on which later rulers would build. He, Amos in brackets, managed to turn Kemet, Egypt's in brackets, situation around from being an oppressed Sorry, from being an oppressed, dying civilization, extending its life for another 1,500 years. Because of efficient leaders like himself and his family, our legacy as Kushites, brackets Nubians, was preserved before the inevitable prophecy of the seers manifested and fulfilled itself. That is the prophecy of the Kali Yuga, the Kali Yuga cycle and the Icemen inheritors coming from the north. 
reducing all the original civilizations, including Egypt, into ruins buried under the sands. Suten Amos was the third liberator of the triad of liberators we mentioned in the previous episode, with Suten Menes and Suten Mentuhotep second of the Old and Middle Kingdoms respectively. Arshay to them all. Once again, as was always, the liberation came from the south in the Sudan, Meroe and Napata, the ancestral home of Nubians, Kushites, just as in the time of the foundation of dynastic Kemet, Egypt, with Suten Nama or Menes, circa 4125 BC, going by the white people's timeline, and also the stabilising and reunification achieved under the reign of Suten Mentuhotep II, circa 2040 BC, going by the uh, Egyptological timeline with slight adjustments. Uh, It once again affirms the black origin of the dynastic Kemet Egypt, even at the beginning of the New Kingdom, circa 1550 BC. Those scholars who spend their whole lives trying to prove an Asiatic and white origin are deluding themselves and their readers through blatant racial prejudices. They can claim we black people are Afrocentric all that they want because truth is truth and many independent and many independent Caucasian researchers who cannot be Afrocentric have stated the same. The jury is in, so, the jury is in, so I rest my case. The writing is on the wall and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. As the ancestors always taught, know thyself. Here's another leadership bullet point, yeah? Five, communication. Without it, you travel alone. Bullet point, simplify your message. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Really care about your audience. Show the truth. Believe what you say. Live in truth. Live what you say in brackets. Seek a response. The goal, the goal of all communication is action. Okay? Quote, developing excellent communication skills is absolutely essential to effective leadership. The leader must be able to share knowledge and ideas to transmit a sense of urgency and enthusiasm to others. If a leader can't get a message across clearly to motivate others to act on it, then having a message doesn't even matter. End of quote. Gilbert Emilio. Sutens Kamos and Amos drew on the power of their ancestral home in Nubia, Kush, by rooting out the rebellious tribes and neutralising the Kerma kingdom threat to Egypt. The Kemetian Egyptian army's main Sudanese Meroitic contingent was strengthened with even more Meje, warrior class, lawkeeper, soldiers, who were known in many lands as fearless to the death. The fortresses such as Buhen, which was in um, Aswan, were replenished and Meje were conscripted once were conscripted once again to act, act as regional police and keep the peace. New monuments and stele were erected in and around Gebel Barkel, the holy mountain of Amun-Ra in Napata, and the last royal pyramid was erected in the sacred city of Osiris, which is Abydos, by Amos I. The historians and the religious leaders of monotheism want us to forget our own glorious culture and our ancestors in favour of fabricated and unconfirmed and misinformed fairy tales and so-called holy scriptures. I say to you all, give them back their books of fiction. Give them back their false gods and fake Christ. Yeah. And that's what I read from Treasures in the Sand. So guys, it's basically that man. The Exodus never happened. The Quran is giving you a myth. Yeah, and I don't care who Muslim is, is um, wants to push up their mouth because they hear me say it's the truth. It's a fact. And if it's not a fact, then prove us wrong. 
Prove that that really happened. Prove to us that Pharaoh Ramesses was drowned by Allah or God in the Red Sea. Because we can prove that Pharaoh Ramesses reigned for 67 years. And he was, one of, he was one of the longest reigning pharaohs in the whole history of Kemet. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he lived till a ripe old age. When he died, he was something like 94, 96. Yeah, we can prove that. So all of this pseudo history that you religious zealots are coming with, prove it to us. Yeah, prove it to us. If it's so right and you want, you're willing to kill people over this Quran or Torah and stuff, then prove it. Prove it with tangible facts, not beliefs and hadiths. You know what I'm saying? It's time for us to take back our legacies, man. And this is why I'm doing the work that I'm doing, whether people like it or not. The whole Hicksos story is a myth. I mean, the um, Exodus story in the Bible, the way it's portrayed in the Bible, how Israelites came into Egypt and the Egyptian pharaohs were tyrants and put the, Egypt, uh, the Israelites in slavery and had the Israelites making bricks, uh, bricks and all that. It's true. We did have Habi ruin the country as slaves and stuff, but they ain't no people of God. You understand? We had them rough because of how they had us. Do you understand? And that they were the vagabonds of the whole region. Everybody knows they're the mountain Neanderthal people. When they got in power now, that's where the trouble started. And it was left to families like the Hotep family, Second Enre Tao, yeah, the courageous to initiate that first brave war when they disrespected Taweret. When it says they're bellowing the hippos, they know that one of our most sacred female goddesses symbol is the hippo. And she's the protector of women and children. They were killing children, they were raping children, they were doing all the shit that they do today. You understand? So that's why Second Enray Tao had to take that challenge. He couldn't not take them on, he had to. Or so he'd have been a fussy old, you understand? He knew he was going to die. Yeah, and then Camosis comes on the throne as a youth man. I'm sure he's only 18, 17 or something like that. Yeah, comes on the throne and plans out that whole war while he's fighting two kingdoms, Kermim in the south and these Hyksos brutes in the north. And he's successful, but he dies early. And then the next son comes on the throne even earlier, nine years old, Amosis. And they're giving this, these are the real story about the Moseses, the Amoses and Camoses and that, and Tutmoses. All that stuff they give you about Moses, tell them, show us where Moses is buried, prove to us, where's his body, where's his clothes, where's his chair. You understand what I'm saying? Where's his toothbrush? That he must have left somewhere on earth that we can verify some kind of genetic DNA or something, something tangible. Even you, we're finding people way older than these stories of the Bible and we can find tangible evidence of a King Gilgamesh or a King Itana or a fucking, what should I say, Lord Pakal in a temple of Palenque. Do you understand? Or some of these um, Hindu deities in the temples being found and certain stuff being found, like if you go and watch Praveen's channel. So all of this religious isms, schism's going to stop. And let me tell you this, it's white folk that are keeping us in this largely. That keeping this argument about is Jesus real. We shouldn't even be talking about that kind of shit no more. Do you understand? But they're keeping us locked in this religious discussion. Like get step out of that religious discussion. And take it back to history and spirituality. Because facts will always kill beliefs. Hotep to all of you. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. All of us are one. And you make me realise the realisation of one. The realisation of the oneness of all things. You guys bring it home to me when I connect with you guys and I get the feedback from you guys. You understand? So love and light to all y'all. Not for our own, but for the glory of the ancestors and the prosperity of our children in this mad, crazy, dark, gloomy, apocalyptic world. Namaste. Now, what, what, what? Fuck,
never been tooken out. I keep MCs looking out. I drop signs like cross be dropping babies. I got to make a nigga go crazy. In the deep building, taking all types of medicines. Your ass thought you were better than a son. I keep playing it in orbit while I be coming with deeper and more shit. Enough to make you break and shake your ass a hot day. Rhyme good as a tasty cake makes the style a master in. Niggas catching headaches. What? What? You need aspirin. The type of pain you couldn't even kill with might or fuck around, get sprayed with lights on in your face like the can of face, baby. Isn't burning with fucking now you're learning how. Like your motherfucking profile Give me my fucking shit Wow, that's even hurt No one knows, you forget Niggas be quiet as death Now you know nothing Before you do a whole fucking lot Your ass don't wanna get shot A lot of MCs came to my showdown They watch me put your fucking ass low down As you can go, the nose and roll Without a doubt, I never been taken out By a nigga who couldn't figure Yeah, by a nigga who couldn't figure Yeah, by a nigga who couldn't figure how to pull a fucking gun trigger to get the fuck out of here. Nigga wanna get too close, do the utmost. But I got sex that'll attack any whack host. It's your dude, you fuck that nigga's name. My hip hop drops on your head like rain. And when it rain, it pours up around hardcore. That's why I give you more of the roar. Telling that I got more rose on the spot. MCs, I be burning, burning hot. Whoa, ho, ho. Let me like slow up with the flow. If I move too quick, oh, you just won't know. I'm homicidal when you enter the target. Nigga, get up, act like a pig trying to hold shit. So I'll take your ass out quick, the mics I'm handing, my nigga. You can suck my dick. If you want to step to my motherfucking rep. Bow, 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 blow to death. You got shot, but you're not, not, not. Who's there? Another motherfucking hard rock. Slacking on your back and controls what you lack. You want to react? Bring it on back. Job a burgundy whip, keep a little baby like some places in great pay with the chat from Think he's from New Jerusalem, pre-raped in his thing with him, but he was useful. Paul Sun Jung, the physical, you know the guard he going to tip. The one who called 
dog off guard, why quality so? I know the master law, now it's time to get the guard. You will blow like mine, put on the low, I heard he got born original. Sit back in the drive, on Kentucky Fries. Shut up his act, we gotta get him done. Aliens snatching up bread, UFOs moving in with bigger plans than Fed Joe. Knock on Daddy-O's door, get the scope. He's not home, he took Ishmael up off slope. They go to Dread Joe, swindle two bags to that scope. They get to crash that have you laid out like bones. Peace, Kiana, what's up with your girlfriend, Wanda? You drive a green Honda with legs like Jane Fonda, I just left her. She took racing in the path marked it. Jenny taking out to get a man so close. She should be back in 90 minutes. Ghost face call for peace. She say BCW was watching the kids. Two hours later, scheming like De Niro in casino. Son better have more coke than Albuquerque. Kiana ain't telling no lies. Last year she did a sting in the half. It's our big board of my aircraft. But anyway, yo, daddy on home. We need the shot. It's near that. When we get back, look at what they Later that night, stay mesmerized. Yo, go get the beat. Five, meet you on the corner. Now, why? You ready? You got the EJ and the machete. We going upstairs. I hope one nigga is heavy. You walked in, both of us look like terrorists. Mask on, second floor done. Yo, I handle this chicken. The grip, the whole shit look grabbable. Natural, fucking a white bitch. Actual face chin. Do you think Chef Hamlet? I shot him in the neck and ricocheted. Hey, Carolyn. Rants in the back, analyzing much disguises. Surprising, coming in the eyes and tranquilizing and bunking. Throwing the twin cousins at his nugget. Fuck it. Me, shotty, body, slug, body, hobby. Where the drugs, where the ounces you be bouncing? Fake cats announcing on the block, you lounging. Where the blow at? I ain't got shit, stop front. Yo, Chef, throw the joint in his mouth. What do you stop stunting, bitch? Show that bit before I push your wig back. Chef, stop waving at Show him where the payback. Come here, Valerie. You know the guard, he need a salary. Put down the pipe here. Two tickets to a coke gallery. It's in the kitchen in the ceiling. Baby girl kept spilling. Only found the white block of cheese from New Zealand. Oh, shit. Yo. Yo, where that shit at? Yo. Yo, Chef, where that shit? What? To you with no trivia, roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip hop will rock and shock the nation like the Emancipation Proclamation. We MCs approach with slang is dead. Then why's I run into the wall and bang your head? I push a force, my force you're doubting. I'm making devils cower to the caucus mountain. When I'm Messiah, I set the microphone on fire. Rap styles vary and carry like Mariah. I come from the Shaolin slum and the Alan Funk is coming through with enough niggas and enough guns. So if you want to come sweating, stressing, contesting, you got Coming for style, hardcore, niggas be coming to the hip hop store. Coming 
Lobos, what up, Lil's? Murder one done. Kill a beast on. Guess who back home, son? My technique is slam, can't one. Third platoon soon. Push down bottles, cages of boom. Poppy wardrobe, the man had a big dick style. Beware goons. Smoke with balloons. Blood of dudes and fat pussy wounds. Let the guards build. Pull the grill. Check out the man's skills. Top secret technique. Too hard for you to peep it and keep it. Take your style of rap and watch a knuckle slay. Sweep it out of water. Take your quarter. Can't record my slaughter. Spoil the ride. Donna took it to be forgotten. Hot top notch. Borderline rhymes. It's Hancock 96. My ill sound class is still hot. Get yourself shot. Spider-Man, so all uh, tick-tock, keep ticking. Well, I get to flipping off the city, and I'm 
level. I make more noise than heavy metal. The way I make the crowd go wild. Sit back, relax, won't smile. Great got it going on, pal. Call me the rap assassinator. Rhymes rugged and built like Schwarzenegger. And I'ma get mad deep like a threat. Blow up your project, then take all your assets. Cause I came to shake the frame in half with the thoughts that bomb. Shit like math. So if you wanna try to flip, go flip on the next man. Cause I'll grab the clip and picture with 16 shots and more I got. Going to war with the melting pot. It's the method man for short, Mr. Rap. Move it on your left. Ah, and set it off. Get it off. Let it off like a cat. I wanna break through. Cop me back. Small change. They putting chain in the game. I take game and blow that nigga out the frame. And like, bang, my fella live forever. Niggas crossing over like they don't know no better. But I do. True, can I get a soul? Now respect you to the one six fool. I mean, oh, yo, check out the phone like the Hudson on PCP. When I'm dusting, niggas off because I'm hot like sauce. The smoke from the lyrical butt make me uh, Oh, I grab my nut, get screwed. Ow. Here comes my Shaolin style. Two B A B Y U. Two my crew with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, baby, baby, come on. I'll be sticking pins in your head like a nurse. I'll attack any nigga who's slacking his map. Come fully packed with the fat on the stack. Same on you when you step through. Two, the old dirty bastard, straight from the Brooklyn Zoo. And I'll be damned if I let any man come to my center. You enter the winter, straight up and down that shit. I can't, you can't slam. Don't let me get fooled on the man. The old dirty bastard is dirty and sticking. They saw you need rolling with the night of the creeks. Niggas be rolling with the stairs. Ain't saying gas, wipe my style. I'll fight your
sisters return back with us on the Kemet New Know Thy Self Educational Tour to see an eyewitness account what our ancestors wrote for us on the temples and tombs which are books in stone that now end up in many of the biblical stories today. Let's continue with the live lecture. These are the people who enslaved our people. These people set up in an area of Kemet and Lower Kemet called Avaris, took over and were enslaving the Africans for over 200 years until second in Ray Tao of the 17th dynasty and it was he who waged war on the battlefield, and his life was lost on the battlefield, and it was his son, Katmos, who continued the battle until his son, uh, Atmos, who opened up the 18th dynasty. This is a real person, brothers and sisters, who said never again. He was the liberator, the emancipator, who kicked these Hicksos out of our land. This is the real historical account that we've got to start teaching our people, brothers and sisters. So they took from this African right here name Atmos and later Moses. This is the only account that we expelled a large group of people out of our land, this African right here, who opened up the 18th dynasty known as the Golden Age. This is the historical account, brothers and sisters. In fact, let's go into another warrior soldier, as we see in his uh, name, Men Kepara, Tahuti Maze. He had 17 battles and won them all. He also wanted to make sure that these Hicksoaks were not going to come into our land. Here you see Men Kepara's battle, showing where he's battling the Hicksoaks. Look at some of them hiding behind trees as cowards right here. 
This is the story that our ancestors left us in stone as though they knew that one day we would forget our story. Here's the battle of men Keparah who battled and wanted to make sure these Hicksos were not going to come into our land. In fact, this brother, he made sure that he even educated these people he was conquering into the Kemetic uh, history, okay, initiating them into a, a make sure that they will keep control of people that they're conquering. So that brother was brilliant. In fact, he put a whooping on a city so bad called Megiddo. Do you know this is where the name Armageddon from, came from, Megiddo right here? That's where the origin of that name came from. But this is the brother, a little practice you can say it too. He also had to fight some people called the Hittites. See, we're constantly at war with these people coming from the north, brothers and sisters. We left the reliefs over 3,000 years ago carved in stone. In fact, there's one story right here where Ursama Atra told his generals, he said, cut off the right hand of the enemy. But he noticed that the right hand and the left hand was turning up. He told them to cut off the right hand to make sure that they weren't cowards. So he said, the enemy only has one of one thing I know they got, and that's the penis, the foreskin. So he told them to cut off the foreskin, and that's what you see right here, the foreskin right here. These are stories and accounts that's carved on these temples, brothers and sisters. Our story is here. Now, what does that have to do with the scriptures? Well, let's go to Samuel, and it talks about David wants to marry the daughter of uh, Saul. So Saul tells him to go and do what? Cut off the foreskin of the Philistines, as it says in uh, Samuel chapter 18, verse 27. Wherefore David arose and went, and he and his men, and slew of the Philistines. Two hundred men, and David brought their foreskins, and they gave them the full tale to the king, that he might uh, be the king's son-in-law. So here you got it written here in Saul, but long before Saul, our ancestors cut off the foreskin when Ramesu told his generals to cut off the right hand, and he noticed right and left hands were turning up, and he told them to cut off the foreskins where it ended up in Saul in the Bible. What makes uh, somebody who just put it on some paper versus that which is carved in stone? Spiritual enslavement.